0: Welcome to Manager Tools. Simple Interviewer Training. Part one. Here we go. Today's cast answers these questions. How can I train my directs to interview? How do I teach the basics of interviewing? Can directs interview without being able to vote? If you want answers to these questions, keep on listening. Alright, Mark, here's the question of the day. What is the most important decision? managers ever make uh, duh I give you the duh award for the day budget uh, budget uh, um, uh, let me see
1: no keeping their boss happy clearly not golf golf, golf. <laughs> no no hiring is the most important decision that any manager makes because it has ideally long-term repercussions for the organization and interviewing is the single most important process around hiring and the vast majority of managers in the world are making hiring decisions without ever having being trained on how to interview. Isn't that just crazy? <laughs> just crazy. Yeah. And all the decisions make sense at the time, but they add up to an enormous weakness for so many organizations. And so folks, the way to avoid that is to start training your directs on how to interview before they become managers. It's not hard. If you're a manager now, this is so easy. When we walk you through this process, we've got six steps. You'll just say like, oh, I could have done that. Yeah, it's not hard. Nothing we're gonna tell you to do is complex. Six steps, number one, have your directs interview people who come in who are gonna become their peers. Brief them on the process you use to assess and screen and interview and decide and the process you use on in those decisions. Have them sit in on interviews have them sit in on what we call the interview results capture meeting or capture session, which happens at the end of the day, then allow them to interview in practice where they go through an interview, but they don't get a vote at the end of the day in the capture meeting. And then of course, the last step is the training never ends. I tell people all the time, Wendy and I have interviewed, oh gosh, 30, 40, 50,000 people between us, and we're still learning about interviewing. Yeah, it's an
0: art. If you don't have any training at all, you can go from knowing nothing to being pretty good pretty quickly by following some of our guidance, but to be the expert, just like anything else. There's a lot of things
1: when it comes to people and relationships and communication that the high end of it is an art. And what's funny is when you hear people people say, and I've said this before about other things that I thought I had mastered, I'd only mastered the basics the science the building blocks they if you don't know anything and nobody ever teaches you when you learn something you feel some joy in learning it and in, in the hard one hard-fought experience of going through it and having an aha moment going aha i learned that because nobody taught me i just learned it the hard way and then you suddenly realize that as you start learning more about that area that you're only learning the the basics, and there's a whole nother level that happens on top of that, the art of it, and I'm still perfecting my art of, of interviewing. And some people think, I'm good, I've learned a couple of basic important things. I'm like, no, there's like 25 important basic things. I'm glad you're learning them, but it's too bad somebody hasn't taught you. Because if you'd been taught, those 25 things would all have been clear to you, you would have known them, rather than having to do 100 interviews to learn them, And then you would have spent your time learning the art rather than the science, rather than the basics. It's
0: a good way to think about it. Well, luckily for folks, we're here. (laughs) You don't have to learn it the hard way. You don't have to
1: learn it the way Mike and I did. All right. So look, guys, first step, have your directs interview for people who are going to become their peers. When you have an open requisition for a direct, Manager Tools recommends that your directs interview the candidates just like you do. That's a core part of what we call uh, the Manager Tools Effective Hiring Process. We certainly don't want a non-trained direct interviewing for the record, or we don't want to not train a direct at all and have them learn how to do it when they're already a manager Holy Toledo. We've got to train them somehow beforehand. I know it's obvious, but You can't let one of your directs become a manager without having trained them on how to conduct a full-day interview process, conduct their own solo interview, and make hiring recommendations and hiring decisions. You can't. You can't say, if Mike's my boss and I want to promote Danny who works for me, and I say to Mike, you need to to promote her. She's going to be a great manager. And then Danny gets promoted, and I've never taught her how to interview, and suddenly her team grows, and... Mike finds out that Mark Danny doesn't know how to interview. Oh, yeah, sorry. We're really busy, and we didn't have much interviewing, so I did it all myself. Not only is Mike now disappointed in where Danny is, he's disappointed in me because I didn't do my job. And as we've said before, all too often, there are individual contributors in the world who get promoted to be manager. Their previous manager helped them get the job, directly or indirectly, with a lot of work or not a lot of work, depending upon how good a manager they were didn't do the necessary and requisite preparation. The person gets promoted and they do poorly in the next job. And they're the ones who struggle. They're the ones whose career is damaged and it's their old manager's fault. It's not right. Now, look, guys, we're talking about training your your directs here on how to interview, but we're not talking about the kind of interviewing training that HR might give you or your company HR does some form of interviewing training. There's no question that HR plays an important role in hiring. And your mileage may vary, folks, your HR organization may be different, but typically HR, if they offer interviewing training, is around legal issues like discrimination, equal employment, illegal questions, uh, and the process HR goes through, which usually involves culling resumes and telephone screening and offers and how they make offers or how they're the one that gets to make the offer as opposed to the hiring manager, which we disagree with, but in some cases, that's the way it is at companies. Also, if there are benefits and compensation issues to be
0: discussed, how HR is involved in that. Right. That's all necessary and important stuff, right? And we, oh yeah. and look at, if you have the opportunity, each of your directs should go to that training. They should know that information.
1: Hey, look, if, if HR does interview and training at your company, be thankful, tip your hat to the HR people, and go, and then send your, your directs, because you're a lot better off than a lot of companies who don't have any training at all. But don't assume that HR has taught them everything they need to know on how to interview. It's unlikely HR is going to teach them how to develop questions, how to probe based on an answer, or how to decide whom to hire. Let me give you a perfect example, one of my favorite examples about interviewing that just ought to scare people if, in fact, it's true for them. Um, One of the things I mentioned is HR typically, for good reasons, wants managers to understand uh, as an example that there are illegal questions in interviews. Now, HR doesn't actually mean that, but that's the way have, many people who are listening to this, this guidance have heard this and said, oh, yeah, there are illegal questions. Actually, folks, there are not, okay? In the U.S. and in Canada and a lot of other places, too, but we check the law in these two places, there are no illegal questions. You may ask any question you wish. You simply cannot use their answer to discriminate upon, uh, discriminate against them based on what you learn. So a classic example would be Stupidly asking a female candidate, ooh, do you have plans for having children in the next couple of years? The idea being, of course, that if this woman is going to want pregnancy leave, she won't be as useful. This is dumb, but there are men who think it. Uh, She's not going to be as useful, so I won't offer her because she won't give me as much work in the next couple of years. So therefore, that question about do you intend to have kids or are you pregnant somehow is an illegal question. No, it's not an illegal question. It's a stupid question. It's a wrong question you'll probably get in trouble for it, but it's not illegal.
0: They could use it as some evidence, not proof, but yeah. some evidence that you're discriminating based on that, right? If you don't yeah. hire them. So, so HR says, don't ask the question.
1: That's just an aside,
0: folks. If you
1: believe that there are such things as illegal questions, that tells you how little you actually know about interviewing. And I hate to say it, because I really like good HR people, but there are an awful lot of HR people in the world who think that there are illegal questions and there are not. Um, If they're not teaching you that and HR makes this distinction, you're lucky to have a really outstanding HR department and get everything you can from them. Have a friend there, as we often say, and ask them to guide you every step of the process because that's priceless. Okay, when you interview a candidate for a role reporting directly to you, a direct reporting role, think of all of your directs as having a role potentially insofar as your total number of directs allows you to do a role in that process it is not just you if you have eight directs or let's say you have six directs and you had enough time in a day you and all six of your directs would interview a candidate all six why not have them give you some input about how they think this person will do, and also um, have them learn before they have to trust their own judgment about the hiring recommendation they're gonna make to their boss, depending upon what level an open requisition allows somebody to to be making decisions at.
0: All right, well, what about managers who are concerned that they're directs and none of them have ever been an interviewer before? Yeah, well, You know, you gotta start somewhere. Um, If none of your directs have ever
1: been an interviewer, that's okay. To jumpstart this process, videotape two interviews that you yourself conduct, and then direct every one of your directs to watch the taped interviews. Take some time in a staff meeting, cover the high points, Tell them why you asked the questions you did, why you interacted the way you did, and so on. Show them the basic process, which we'll talk about here in a minute. That at least gets them started. And if that were the case, if somebody said, well, Mark, I wanna go one step further than Mike, I have to hire two people, I have a brand new team, none of them have ever interviewed before. i say, okay. And by the way, you've been interviewing, you, you've got a team in place, you hired all of them all by yourself, okay continue doing what you've done for the next couple of candidates bring them in and only you interview them videotape the interviews ask the candidates do you mind if I videotape this I'm not gonna videotape you I'm just gonna videotape me it's gonna be over your shoulder looking at me because I want to use this as a training device for your directs if one of your if one of your candidates says no I prefer that you didn't I would say okay that's fine and then I would interview them and immediately rule them out because they're clearly not a team player and then I would say okay Everybody, watch these two videos. You got a week to spend 45 minutes watching this video, taking some notes and so on, and come to our staff meeting, and I'll tell you what's going to happen. And then, the next time you bring some people in for this role, let's say you're still hiring, you have everybody do a practice interview. They actually interview the candidate, and you tell them, you're going to interview, I'm gonna give you questions and so on. You're gonna to have to interview, you're gonna to have to probe, you're gonna to have to get into the, the details. I'll be talking to each one of you individually about how you did and providing guidance and so on. And even though they're interviewing, you're still the only one with the vote. So that's a way to jumpstart this entire process, uh, one part, them interviewing, to jumpstart the entire process we're talking about. The fact is though, Mike, you agreed, the chance that nobody on my team has ever interviewed before as an interviewer, to be clear, is pretty small, probably. That said, they certainly haven't done it the way we recommend it. Because the average way that people are interviewing today is amateurish. When you consider how important hiring is to the sustainability of the firm you're in, if you could rank order the level of skill versus the level of importance of the various things that managers do, the single biggest gap between the average skill level and the average importance level would be in interviewing no question about it on a scale of 1 to 10 the average manager is a 2 in interviewing on a scale of 1 to 10 in terms of importance interviewing is a 9 you can't get any bigger
0: folks and if you're listening you, you if you fall in that category don't get sad get excited because if you raise yeah. that from a 2 to a 7 you, 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 you Even use two to a advantage. five. Yeah.
1: And, and there's something else, too. When you start raising the way you interview, you become more confident about the interview so you don't worry about the mistakes you're making and so on. Because everybody makes mistakes in every interview. I still do it. Something else happens. You send a better message to candidates. If a candidate is told no, they'll believe that the no is legitimate because of the strength of your process, and they won't argue as much and if they're told yes they will feel special because they know the process you put them through was more robust more clear and had higher standards than other places there
0: that's absolutely right yeah and they'll come to work ready to get going because they know there's high standards
1: yeah and we talk about this we we talked before about raising the bar high when you interview the purpose of interviewing we're not going to talk about that today in any great detail but the purpose of interviewing is to say no the reason for that is if you don't have that in your head you start looking for reasons to say yes and as long as you're looking for reasons to say yes you will be able to find them and the moment you do that it's super easy to just not interview because you'll find all kinds of reasons to say yes to everybody you don't even need to interview them just start making offers randomly
0: yeah especially if you feel desperate to re to get somebody in the door which is a bad place to start folks all right. So the first step was have your direct interview for peer hires. Okay. And the second one was brief them on the process and standards that you use. Yeah.
1: I just want to say one more thing about the, 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 the previous point, Mike. Guys, if you're the only one interviewing, even if you don't follow the rest of this guidance, you've got to start including other people. You've got to have other voices. You have to develop your people and you want other voices, particularly if your team is struggling. If your team is struggling and you're continuing to interview the exact same way, you need fresh voices in the interview results capture meeting. You need your people learning how to evaluate people. You need to find out if there's a big gap between what you think and what your team thinks. I see that happen all the time that it's, we're hiring the same people. And one wonder why we don't get different results. Well, Definition of insanity. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, Brief them on the process and standards. The generally accepted rule among effectively managed organizations in the world is that 80% of the development you do in your career, the way you develop skills, happens through your work, through your tasks, through your job, as opposed to internal training, education, external training, that kind of stuff. 80% of it okay? It's not like people do their jobs and then go away to learn. They're learning every day, okay? Too many of us as managers, I've certainly done this, fail to think through some simple things we can do that doesn't take hours of planning, certainly after this cast, um, you'll agree with that, to both teach our directs and to set them up to learn more effectively. Sometimes what that means is directs, don't learn a lot of what's obvious to us because in our mind, everything we're doing is connected. We're knowledgeable about all the steps in the process. We didn't really brief them on the process. They don't really know what we're doing in any step, but we think mistakenly that they're having the same experience we are, which they're not, but they don't have the context for things. Context makes such a difference. I was on three or four phone calls today and I said, well, it depends on the context. The answer you're asking is a subtlety and that is inevitably driven. Uh, by context so what we mean in this situation is before anyone on your team gets to actually run an interview themselves they need to understand the entire process a candidate goes through from being not known to the company to getting hired a process overview briefing even if it's just a desk side chat guys and you don't have to prepare slides for them if you don't want to but even just a desk side chat will give them the context they need to understand what's going on and what their role will be, both now and potentially in the future. Um, so we recommend you prepare a simple briefing. It's a 15-minute agenda item in an upcoming staff meeting. Folks, if you're a licensee with the show notes for this guidance, uh, there'll be an additional document associated with this uh, With this show, so that you've got the bones of this briefing already prepared. We're trying to make it easy for you. I had a guy tell me once, "I can't prepare a briefing because I don't like PowerPoint." And I can't remember where, but somebody just sent me a list of a bunch of things that somebody famous said. Oh, it was some Marine general, and they said uh, PowerPoint made one of. I think quote number nineteen was PowerPoint makes us stupid. First of all, the idea that a briefing has to include PowerPoint is ludicrous. That said, if PowerPoint is a standard, it's fine. We'll prepare a PowerPoint for you. And even if you don't use the PowerPoint, it'll give you the outline of the things you need to cover, okay? So what do you do? What's in the briefing? You start with the screening of resumes, probably that HR does first. You tell them that, well, HR is going to screen some resumes. And then they're going to send a subset of the hundreds of resumes they get for the job or that are available or that they know about. They send a subset of that to me and they call and then i call then maybe hr depending upon how your company does it maybe hr does some phone screens maybe you phone screen the same people they do and you both have to agree or maybe hr screens from the from the 1,000 resumes, they get down to 100, and then they take the 100 and do phone screens of 20, and they recommend five, and then you do phone screens of those five. Walk them through how you phone screen a candidate. It's pretty simple. It's not rocket science. If you're in the middle of the process, you don't have to make this briefing a standard one, but talk about what you're seeing. If you've already started the process and you want to include somebody, say, hey, This isn't just a standard briefing. I want to explain to you, here are the resumes that HR saw. Here are the resumes that I got. Here's why I chose this one versus that one. And this is not an hour you take out of your day. And if you're smart, you'll spend 20 minutes in the desk side chat, and you'll have two of your directs there. And by the way, if a direct says to you, yeah, I'm not all that sure I'm all that interested in interviewing people. It's, okay, well, I, I can't really force you. But then separately you want to have a conversation with them and we'll we'll provide guidance on this at some point, Mike, but you realize that you really can't be very much more important to the company than you are right now if you're not willing to interview. If you're not willing to contribute your voice to the sustainability of this company long term, long past we're gone, then you're essentially saying you're stuck forever and ever and ever.
0: Well, wow, the other the other piece of of it is if somebody's not willing to participate in interviewing potential team members. Like, what does that say about their, (laughs) what they think about the team? They just don't, yeah, they don't care. It's like, okay, and and that's good enough to tell somebody goodbye, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I would probably say it's something along the lines of, if I had been having problems with them, I'd take them aside and say, I wouldn't give them feedback. I'd just say, that to me was a nail in your coffin here. You're telling me you're not interested. You're telling me you don't care about the team. You're telling me you're not willing to do extra work. And no offense, a year from now, your job is going to grow 5 or 10%, and you're telling me you're not willing to grow with it. And it's just, in my head, it makes me think, there's not a place for you here in the future. And I'd rather there be a place in the future filled by a guy that has a place two years from now. I love you, I want you to stay. But I don't want you to stay if, you're not, if you don't agree to
0: the same basic tenets and principles that we have here in the organization. And you're telling me you don't. What they may mean when they say that is they're not comfortable doing it because they don't feel they have the skill to do it. Which you may find out, if you, know, if you have a relationship, you're going to find out, and they'll like, go, well, that's a different story, sure. dude, because we, we, can, we can address that. I'm right? okay with you being <laughs> uncomfortable, but, but I'm not okay with you
1: saying, The standard for whether or not I wanna do something is my level of comfort because the company doesn't say all employees will be comfortable at all times. In fact, when you read some of the buzzwords that people talk about collaborative, in order to be collaborative, there are gonna be times you're gonna have to be uncomfortable. Sometimes it's more comfortable to be angry at a colleague, Hmm. right, than, than to collaborate with them. It's actually uncomfortable to have to go to a meeting with somebody that you just had an argument with, but that's what collaboration is. Trust, trust meaning means at times extending trust to someone when you know you could do better yourself. And so it makes you uncomfortable, but you're not an unlimited resource. So discomfort is arguably built in baked into every job. And a person who only wants comfort is not a part of the organization of the future in most places. So walk them through what a typical interview day will be like for the candidates. Okay. If you have a day already planned, walk them through the details of the plan, Okay. if you've already got one scheduled for this week. And by the way, folks, I'm talking about this stuff at a fairly high level. Uh, we get into the nitty-gritty details of exactly how we recommend you do every step with this at our effective interviewer conference. Uh, we recommend you come, just like our effective manager conference and our effective communications conference. We have them, oh gosh, I think there are 10 or 15 of them scheduled this year all over the U.S. and overseas as well. So explain to your to the candidate who will be interviewing for how long how long you've chosen to give to interviews. Show them the interview questions you've prepared. Explain how standard interviews, standardized interviews work better than non-standard interviews, okay? Explain why the purpose of an interview is to say no. I know for some of you who may not have listened a lot, you're like, wow, this is very different than what I know. Yep, sorry. And you're learning a lot at a very high level here. Um, Explain to your directs that the output of an interview is a hire or don't hire recommendation. Explain to them how the interview results capture meeting works at the end of the day. Okay, explain all of that. And again, licensees, lucky you. Um, We've already got a PowerPoint. Presentation prepared for you that you can modify and use desk side or in front of your entire team.
0: Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. This podcast was produced by Manager Tools.
1: Manager Tools creates actionable management guidance every single week. To receive additional materials via our newsletter and to find products for situations you may face as a manager or professional, go to www.manager-tools.com search for manager tools on facebook twitter and linkedin